Welcome to this episode of the Million Dollar Mastermind. I'm Larry Wydell, and before we get started, if you want to know exactly how to win again and again, go to WydellOnWinning.com forward slash webinar now to watch something I've put together for you. Now let's get going into this episode of Million Dollar Mastermind. I'm here this afternoon with Anthony Franco. Anthony is a serial entrepreneur, and uh, he just got through telling me he's been he's had five startups so far. He's four years into this one. He's the founder of MC Squares, a dry erase whiteboard tile business, and uh, you know they've gone through a lot of the the startup steps that you go through, but uh, one thing significant, they were on Shark Tank in season 11, 2019, got $300,000 for 25%. And he's been through that education. Their sales are up over 2,600,000% increase from first quarter 2019 to first quarter of 2020. And, uh, you know, before uh, the bottom dropped out with uh, COVID. So a uh, lot of experience. He's an advisor in different areas. He's a mentor and uh, he's actually founded seven successful companies. And he's been in that founder and president role for 10 years. He's learned a lot about winning folks and it's exciting to have him on. So Anthony, thanks so much for uh, uh, spending time with us today. Thanks for having me. Anthony, when you, uh, what are you proud, most proud about uh, this particular startup and what's happening there? Uh, usually it's your, you know, you can have a lot of kids, but it's your newest baby that you're most proud of, it seems. <laughs> uh, yeah. so, so tell us, tell us what you're proud of that's about this one, yeah. Well, so my my other my other companies that I've that I founded and exited um, were all tech startups, and in in this company, I wanted to build something where we actually built physical products, um, and so we we make really simple products, simple to understand, reusable dry erase sticky notes are are, are easy for people to understand, but the way we make them is is quite advanced. We have an advanced manufacturing facility that we started ourselves and have learned how to, how to make products on our own. Um, so even though the company feels simple from the ex the, the, from the outside, um, it's, it's, it's a pretty interesting engineering feat, what we've been able to accomplish on the inside. And what, uh, to people like me who are not in manufacturing, have no clue uh, the difficulties I, I, I do remember, uh, Elon Musk recently, uh, uh, talking about going through 10 years of manufacturing hell to get to where he is today. Uh, I'm sure that would resonate more with you than it would a person like me. Uh, what, what are some of the challenges you run in, uh, into in, in that? Well, so it, uh, it's a lot like, um, so let me, let me talk about the differences between software. So today, if you, build a, if you build a piece of software and you make a mistake, um, 
you can change a line of code and it, it instantly is deployed across your entire user base. So an, uh, a website, for example, I can make a change right now and you would see that change on, on your computer monitor right away. Where in physical product development, if you make a mistake, um, it's not like all your customers get the benefit of the fix. <laughs> you have to reship out product or, or, um, or sell more um, and, and in order for people to get that, the benefit of that change. So, um, you know, certainly um, nowhere near as complex as making lithium ion batteries like Elon Musk does or self-driving cars, but um, I can certainly empathize with the uh, with the difficulty it must be um, to do what he's doing. Um, he's he's literally changing the world um, with tech and doing it with physical products. And uh, yeah, the the complexity for what he's doing is astronomical. But for us, it's you know it's 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 learning how to make something that hasn't been made before and doing it at a, in a scalable way is. It's complicated. And there's nobody, you couldn't outsource this. I mean, how quick did you realize I'm not going to be able to outsource this? I've got not only come up with the idea, I've got to figure out how to make it. Yeah. Well, I mean, we could have outsourced it, wanted to have a lot more connective tissue to um, the manufacturing process ourselves. So we, I'm a product guy, I'm a de I, I design and build products. And so um, having the ability, you know, you're, 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 get, you're getting your hands dirty in the manufacturing process means you can, you can make products better. Um, and so outsourcing, it just wasn't a thing that I was, I wanted to do. I wanted to be closer to the manufacturing process, closer to the design iteration process. And, and I'm really glad we did. So, um, it, but, but learning how to do it was, uh, you know, I got lot laughed out of a lot of, um, um, outsourced companies before we started uh, manufacturing ourselves because we wanted to do things that they just had never done before. So we had to put cobble some machinery together and put some um, automation um, and uh, and code that in order for it to uh, to work the way we wanted it to. And how many how many people are we talking about with we? Oh, MC Squares right now is twenty people. But so I mean, in the beginning, when you started, when you were figuring it out. Oh, it was, it was, it was me and one other person. Okay. Um, <laughs> trying to figure stuff out. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's a small week, but I tell you the importance of having one other solid citizen, like-minded uh, uh, person who is totally committed to the, the, uh, uh, vision, the idea that you can bounce ideas off of, that can take over some of the overflow of work, can come up with ideas on their own that you never thought of. The dynamic of that can be more than just two people, can it? Yeah, it, it absolutely can. Um, it does take a leader, but it also takes somebody to, to get, what, what's the phrase? It takes uh, only one person to make a lone nut a leader. It takes only yeah. one, right? Right. <laughs> so, I love yeah. that phrase because that, that, that is absolutely true. I was, you know, if you're doing it by yourself, you're, you're just a crazy loon. Hey, listen, there's a lot of information online, but there aren't a lot of people who have actually done something. In my case, I've actually built a successful business that's accrued over $5 billion in assets under management. 
and has done well even during trying times. Now, if you want to know exactly how I've done this, go to whiteellenwinning.com forward slash webinar now. I've compressed a decade of learning into five short weeks just for those of you who want to give yourself an incredible advantage and are tired of waiting and watching others move up. How did you get started in this uh, inventing entrepreneur mode where where did that come from it was actually what what i was fascinated by was advanced manufacturing techniques so again i have a tech background i used to be a software developer and um i i really was fascinated by how um manufacturing is changing and um and so I started by, by purchasing a, a very expensive, in my last exit, I was able to afford a toy, a, a toy and the toy I decided to buy was a, a very nice 3D printer. So I could learn how to manufacture stuff um, digitally. Uh, and, and so that was, my, that was the gift to myself is to learn something new. Um, so yeah, that, that, that's, that's what fascinated me. And then, and so I, I learned how to, to, to design and, and manifest things in, in the physical world. And then um, it kind of it grew from there. What, how much does a 3D printer cost? Uh, well, that one was- what? Um, The one that you would be interested yeah, in. The, the, the one the, the, so you can, get, you can get 3D printers now for your home for a couple thousand bucks that are fairly capable. But four years ago, um, the printer that we bought, that, that I bought was, the size of a Fiat and about 150K. Aha. But then the, the potential for uh, all kind of madness uh, was, was huge, I guess. Yeah, I didn't go to college, so I figured I viewed it as my, um, as my college education. <laughs> how, did you, how did you educate yourself to become uh, an inventor and uh, write software and start your own business? Do all these startups. Take us yeah. through that. Yeah, the, the, well, I mean, I, uh, when I went to high school, we had a, an a Apple IIe computer lab, and I right. took a computer programming course, and that's really kind of where I fell in love with, with software development. There was something really interesting about, um, you know, putting ones and zeros into a computer. That's not what, what I did it in, but, put, you know, putting code into a computer and have it, making it do something you wanted it to do, and um I, I, you know, from a very early age, I've always been a builder and loved building stuff, um, and then, and then trying to sell it to other people. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. You have to do something with it. It filling up the garage with with trinkets is not. It, it, you know, lose it. No, yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. It's a hobby. Yeah. Though. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you got to get it to market. So when did you? When did that light bulb come on? Really early on, I, I've I um. My, my very first business was uh, I, I bought a, um, a large format printer and started creating um, T-shirt designs and screen printing uh, materials for a, a, a T-shirt company that was uh, printing um, T-shirts for Mexican radio stations out in L.A. So very early on, I was putting my computer and graphics knowledge to work in in and just doing little odd jobs here and there for people that couldn't do it. And uh, 
you had to have been a problem child. I mean, I'm, I've got visions of, of all kind of madness that you must have gotten into. What was the first thing you did to make money? Uh, the first thing I, I worked at a car wash. The first thing I ever did to make money is I worked at the local car wash. Um, worked in the restaurant industry for quite a while, uh, trying to find my way. And computers were just a hobby. And then my, my first business was taking my computer knowledge and creating yeah, silkscreen stuff for Mexican radio stations. And then um, from there, I started um, applying my high school taught um, computer programming into building software for smaller companies and then um, kind of grew from there. What did you learn from those uh, initial work experiences that kind of informed what you wound up looking for next and evaluating people and, and positions? I think what I learned is I suck as an employee. Um, I'm a terrible employee. Uh, and so we, um, what I figured out is that I had, in order for me to earn a living, I had to, I had to, I had to have myself as, as my boss. <laughs> Otherwise I wasn't going to be able to hold a job. You suck. You learned that you suck as an employee. And I'm sure uh, the people you work for were the ones that made that very clear to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I uh, yeah, I was, I was not the best employee. I always wanted to figure out why things were done a certain way. And I just couldn't do it because I was told to do it that way. I wanted to figure out why I wanted to look under the hood. I wanted to improve the processes and you know, if you're, if you're managing a restaurant and you have a server that wants to figure out why you're doing something, you just, you don't want them to dig that deep into it. You just want them to do it the way it's supposed to be done or that it was designed in the, in the, in, in the employee manual. So yeah, I learned very, very early on. I need to break other things to figure out how they work so I can, um, I don't know, get out of bed in, in, in the morning. Yeah. The thing is that that appears to be what Mark Cuban did from an early age uh he refers to the only job he could get is working in a computer store as like a uh glad glad hander you know people would walk in and he he'd find out what they're what they were looking for and he would take them over to different parts of the store but in the meantime you know he'd ask he'd ask questions on both ends you know for the people who were servicing them and he found out he just kind of found out everything that was possible to know about the computer business from the retail side. And he parlayed that into his next position. Everywhere he went, he was asking questions like what you're uh, talking about here. There's a lot to be found that can be found out just simply by ask, learning and, and having an instinct that you develop about asking the right questions because everything can be improved. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I, I know a lot, uh, quite a few entrepreneurs um, and the, the, the defining trait um, uh, of the successful ones that I have is, is this overwhelming sense of discontentment. So not being happy with the way the world is or not, not accepting the way things are, even, even to the extent of going into a restaurant and you know, picking apart how they do things or, or not being able to enjoy a meal because they could have constructed the menu differently or that the, the, the wait staff isn't moving in an efficient way. Like those, 
those those things that might drive other people insane thinking about all the time it's just it, it's just kind of a natural state of being for us so so that 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 wanting to improve or knowing things can be better i wouldn't i wouldn't recommend it for everybody <laughs> but it is it is a common thing that i see in 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 other entrepreneurs if you enjoyed what you've heard and are dead serious about finding out for yourself exactly how this works in the real world I've taken the most valuable business lessons I've learned over 40 years and put them into something for you to watch. Go to whiteellenwinning.com forward slash webinar now in order to move up as fast as possible. I'm Larry Whitell and I run the Million Dollar Mastermind. Go, go, go.